God's word is his weapon for revival and transformation of lives for his glory. Prepare your heart as you receive the word of God coming to you from Calvary Way Revival Labors. For inquiries and counsel, you can send an email to calvarywayrevivallabors at gmail.com or call 08065607999. God bless you as you listen and obey. Father, we ask you to grant us the grace to put on Christ and make no provision for the flesh. As we study further on understanding the manifestations of this internal enemy called flesh, so that we will be able to reject and deny it. Grant us further light in this context in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We are going to move on for a deeper study in order to understand the various manifestations of self. And it is important because Self is highly complex. Do you know that one of the temptations that we come to some of us as we study further is that yourself will start watching out for self in other, another person. Maybe when somebody will now talk, you say, it is self. I'm telling you, when we push on now and you begin to understand so, it's a complex issue. And there is no way we can please God if the matter is not totally dealt with. Look at a scripture before we study Adam. We want to study Adam and Cain. Um, Saul, David, Absalom, Peter, Judas. Some of these biblical characters. We want to study how some of them were hindered by self from fulfilling divine purpose. How self stopped them from being revival vessels. And then maybe by tomorrow we begin to look at the life of Jesus. Our own example, a man that is an exemplary vessel of revival that God has asked us to follow and copy. How did he handle self? We will look at his life properly. Tomorrow, I don't think today will, um, time will allow us to get there today. Now, look at Romans chapter 13 verse 14. Romans 13 verse 14. That's the last verse in that chapter. I will wait for you till you get there. Some of you are thinking that I will read so that you will hear. If it is your human nature that is telling you that, say no. Romans 13 verse 14. Are you there now? Alright, let's read it together. One, two, good. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ 
and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Who is having New King James or NIV? Read it. Rather, clothe yourself with the Lord Jesus. Do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Thank you. That's NIV. What of New King James? Uh-huh. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its loss. What a solemn instruction. Make no provision. From a man, Paul is one man that has a deep experience with the struggles of the flesh. He wrote about it extensively in the book of Romans. He also addressed the Galatians. So he knew where the matter is. And he said to the Romans people, he said, make no provision. You know why he's asking them not to make any provision at all? Because any little provision you provide for the flesh, it will maximize it and work. Eh? Just a little provision you provide, he will just use it and bring out a big product. Don't make provision for the flesh in your thoughts, in your thinking. Don't make provision for the flesh with your eyes. Don't make provision for the flesh with any part of your body. Put on the Lord Jesus. Put on the Lord Jesus. Cover yourself. Don't let the flesh in any way manifest. That's God's instruction for us. We must be careful to follow that instruction. Amen. Now, I want us to study Adam. Because when you talk about self, it originated with him. Eh? We inherited it. You remember that he was created with his wife in God's image. That is to say, the life of God was in him. From the creation point. God said, let's make man in our own image, after our own likeness. And what God is referring to, let us give man our life. So that he will be able to use our life to rule on our behalf on the earth. So he now gave them instruction. Don't eat this fruit. In the day you shall eat it, you will surely die. That is to say, the life, our life, God's life in you will depart. And it happened because in Genesis chapter 3, run to Genesis chapter 3, the moment they ate that fruit, what did you notice? Eh? A lot of things happened immediately within them. Showing that there was a departure of God's life. 
but they didn't fall down. So something replaced what departed. And that is what we call self-life. Genesis chapter 3. Are you there? Let's read from verse um, 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. Verse 7. And the eyes of them both were what? Opened. And they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves apron. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the, of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where are thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is it that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. Let's stop there. Self took over from that time of disobedience. And the first manifestation was an open eye. The Bible said, The eyes of them both were what? Opened. <laughs> What's the meaning of that? Were they blind before on the day of creation? No. No. A different life took over. And ah, they looked at themselves, looked at each other, and they felt that they should cover up. So what is the character of self there? First of all, open eye. This one looked at this one and said, eh? Look at how shameful you are. Another one said, Ah, look at your own. And they quickly made, the Bible said they made aprons. To do what? To cover themselves. From each other. How many people are on the earth that time? Two of them are two different individuals, husband and wife. I don't know whether you're getting me. Do you remember that when the wife came initially, the Bible said, and they were both naked and we are not uh... so where did this cover up came in? You see the man, the man will cover his account details so that the wife will not know. The amount of money there. Eh? The woman will cover her calls and text messages. Cover up. You see, something told them 
Are you getting me at all? When God came down and asked the question, where are you? And um, Adam answered what he answered. The first question God asked Adam is what? God God forgot about what they did and what they are doing. He focused on who told you. Because I know I'm not the one. Are you getting it? Something told you that you were naked and that you should cover yourself. You see, until you understand the diversified and complex manifestation of the self, you won't be able to deny it. Please, let's minimize walking around. This is a critical moment. You will not be able to, you know, be free. It's when you identify that you can deny. So, if you look at cover up (laughs) as a character of self, you find out that there are so many, many things that believers tend to cover up. Eh? many relationships marriages are having serious problem because of this matter covering off the shameful part and um, showing off the good and the presentable part you remember that even though they met April and covered themselves did they cover their face and their hands and their leg where did they cover Eh? they covered up the part of their life that they believe is too shameful that's the self sometimes when you want to tell somebody's story something will tell you don't tell him this part because if you tell him this part he will not be are you following me something is telling you and even when you are telling this one be watching his countenance if he changes Try to divert the story. That is self educating you on how to be cunning. Eh? Are there some things that you have done and you feel that they are too shameful and you have covered it that nobody knows it? Are there sins you have committed in the past and you carefully covered it some years ago? I can't forget. Of course, I have met that, that kind of event severally, again and again, among God's people. Sometimes I ask the question, but why did you have to hide this? In fact, there are a particular occasion where I was asking somebody, why did you hide this thing that you are doing? And he said... I feel that if I tell you, you will not allow me to be working again. You will derobe me from being a worker. You will feel so disappointed in me. So I covered it up. Why are you hiding, covering up? That's self. You did it. Proverbs 28 verse 13, he said, Whosoever covereth his sin shall not what? Even if you go to places where they are prophesying, 
you will prosper and you are shouting amen. Shouting loudest amen. The Bible has over, overruled your shout. Whosoever, including you, that covered his sin shall not prosper. Why? Why they cover up? I was talking with the brother after the meeting. Did you commit fornication? No. Again, no. Third time, no. And then I started the story of the dream I had last night where I saw him and a lady coming out from fornication. When I finished the story, he said, um, there is something like that. There is what? And what he's calling something like that is something he has done up to two or three times. Fornication. I said, why did you hide it? Why were you, you know, saying no? When it is yes that you are supposed to say, this is a brother that is speaking in tongues for God's sake. Why is he covering it? Why, why, why is the heart so hard? The flesh. Hebrews 3.13 says, be careful so that your heart don't get hardened with sin. Many people's hearts are hard. Eh? You will commit fornication, you will cover it, and you will tell lie on top of it. Sometimes people tell some part of a story, experience, where and hide others. You know, it happens also during testimony time. Eh? Testimony time. Some part of this story, you will not want to mention that. You mention some others. Why is it that some people... Okay, let me illustrate it this way. Have you seen where a mother, her daughter got pregnant out of wedlock? And she came out and is moving from house to house, telling people, do you know what happened? My daughter, my first daughter, you know that one that was tall and fair? Eh? She got pregnant too. And I don't know what to do to her. She's just there in my house. Just pray with me. She will go to another person and say, have you, had, have you, have you seen such a thing since you were born? What do you normally see? If another person's daughter got pregnant, what did you notice now? Hey! Mommy, for my, did you hear what I'm hearing? I said it too. And he will be saying it with all joy. I don't know whether you have seen this one. When it happened to you, you cover it. You hide it. When it happened to somebody else, what do you do? You come out to talk about it. Didn't I say it? When they are going about, they say they are brothers. Eh? I said it. I told these people that you are seeing, they are not sincere. It has happened. Another one will soon happen. You know the other one I told you? 
But you know that self, you that is talking about another one person's own, you did your own and cover it. Have you seen we have two people committed immorality and a God-fearing church? Many churches are not God-fearing. Brought them out and give them suspension. Have you seen it before? This is very scarce in this generation. Very scarce. This generation, you see the pastor saying, how can I destroy the image of the church? Eh? No, the image of the church is at stake. So let's hide it. No! It's not, the Bible made it clear that if people are warned again and again, and they continued as if they are unbelievers, they should be disciplined. But this generation, they don't know anything about it. So if you try it, you'll be the odd man out. Now, sometimes when such a thing happens, eh, you will see people say, hey! So this is what is going on. Most of the people that are saying, oh, they have done worse than that. Some have committed abortion to cover up fornication. Self. Now, when God came, <laughs> the Bible said, when they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, what did Adam do? Eh? He hid, Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of what? That's what self does. Eh? Before self took over, they were free with God. Do you remember that even before Adam was married, eh? that he was very free with God? God came and said, what do you call this animal? And he said, let's call it a dog. He's barking. And the Bible said, whatever name that Adam gave it, he becomes. It's a fellowship. Anytime God is coming, Adam is excited. But now, God is coming. What is happening? That itself. He doesn't like the presence of God anymore. Thank God for a program like this. If this is to be a church service, by now, you see self in several people doing like this. This service is becoming too long. And you will wonder what they are going to do after service. You just wonder. Eh? Even coming to service is just not to be the odd man out. Because it seems as if you don't go to church at all, you are the worst sinner. You know it happens. When people that went to church... You compare them yourself with them because that's what self does. Say, so, ah, I'm even more righteous than these people are going to church. So let me join them. So self causes people to run away from God. Whenever people commit sin, they start running away from God. It started with Adam. And not only from God. They also start running away from other believers, especially elders that will correct them. They stop picking their cause. You see yourself, you are creating a distance. Instead of coming close and saying, This is my problem. 
Sometimes it may not mean necessarily that you will run away from the presence of God. You may be in the presence of God, but self will, will hide your soul away from God. So you will be there, but you can't assess God. Because remember, they hid themselves. Are you getting it now? You will be there. You read, you open the same Bible that you used to get the revelation, you will not see anything. You want to pray, everywhere is dry. Self has hidden your soul from the presence of God. Now, when you see people avoiding people that will correct them, avoiding people that will, you know, sometimes they do it consciously, calculatively. Elders and leaders that will put them right, they will run away from them. And another thing I want you to see from that verse is they were hiding themselves among the trees of the garden. Check it and confirm. Is that true? Eh? And Adam, the second part of that verse, and Adam and his wife did what? Hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the what? Where did they hid themselves? They went to the trees. Eh? They went to the trees in the garden and hid themselves. Let me ask, who planted the trees? Eh? The trees, are they the works of Adam or works of God? So Adam and his wife, they went and used the work of God and did what? And hid themselves. That's a very dangerous aspect of self. Something is telling you that because you are doing the work of God, that God should not count this lie as a sin. After telling lies, you will use your commitment in the church. You will use your giving. You will use your singing. You will use your being in prayer wing to cover and hid yourself. They use the work of God as a cover. Believing that God should not just condemn them when he sees the work, his own work. No wonder the Bible says Jesus was talking to the disciples in Matthew 7 verse 21. Did not everyone that said to me, Lord, Lord, we enter there. But those who does the will of the Father in heaven. Say, many will say to me on that day, have we not prophesied in your name and done many wonderful works? So look at the confidence of these people. Their confidence is what? The wonderful works of God that they are doing. Eh? They believe that they are serving God. And so God should be able to understand the sacrifices they are making to ensure that the work of God goes well. And so the anger in their life should be condoned. The envy, the jealousy should be condoned. No, not God. You can't hide your sin or cover 
your iniquity with the work of God. Mm-mm. Look at the way Adam responded <laughs> to God's question. God asked him, where are you? Verse 10. And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Is that the answer to the question? What is the answer to the question? Here am I hiding under the tree. Adam, where are you? Here am I, sir. Hiding under the tree. That's the correct answer. But for Adam to answer the question, he has to use four solid eyes. If you are holding King James, confirm that one verse alone contains four eyes. Are you confirming that? Adam, where are you? I heard your voice. And I eh? I hid myself because I was what? I had their voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. I, you see, <laughs> what Adam is saying is that um, I heard your voice and I considered myself and the whole issue, how the whole issue about facing you will affect me. And I was scared about the whole thing. So I decided that the best thing that I can do to help myself in this situation is to do what? To hide myself from you. That is self giving you intelligence. Hmm? I considered that the best thing for me is to hide myself from you. You can't be you, you can't respond to a straightforward question because the question, the answer will seem to implicate you. So you will begin to try to Adam became independent of God he thinks and considers himself now he takes decisions to do what he feels will be the best for him no longer the man that God created that is under his authority I heard your voice and I thought about what am I going to do with this man that is coming now I said, the best thing is to hide myself. So, he's now the person thinking and deciding what to do, calculating what is the best for him. Selfishness is considering yourself first before God and others. And it is rooted in self-love, which is marked by loving yourself more than you love God and others. Please listen carefully. Whenever you are considering yourself 
and how the thing will affect you. You are not considering how it will affect God. You are not considering how it will affect others. If the dad and consider the energy God will start using to look for him. Eh? Are you getting what I'm talking about? He wants to make things difficult for God. So when God is now looking for him, it will be very difficult to find him. That's why he, he went and hid himself. So the, the, that word selfishness always comes out when you are just thinking about yourself. First before God. You are not considering how this matter will affect the work of God, the things of God. For example, you are supposed to be in a meeting. You don't consider how your absence in that meeting will affect the work of God. You are only thinking that I, I am weak. I don't think I will, I will make it. You just say I am tired and then we, I will not go. That's selfishness. You are not thinking about God. You are not thinking about how your action will affect. You are only thinking about yourself. You can't be a vessel for the Bible. No, you cannot. Preach the gospel to people. Maybe in the bus or somewhere. You say, I am shy. You know what you are doing? You are considering yourself. If you consider these people that are going to hell and some of them will leave this bus and go and commit suicide. Some of them are going into deeper sin from this bus. You are not thinking about their eternal destiny. You are only thinking about, I don't want to embarrass myself here. I don't want to what? You are considering yourself. You are under the control of self. That's what Adam played out here. Some of you, God will do something for you. And they say, come and share testimony. You say, me, I'm shy. I can't come out before people and talk about what God has done. You are not considering that sharing that testimony can encourage somebody's faith. It doesn't concern you whether somebody's faith is encouraged or not. You are not considering that this sharing of testimony will bring greater glory to God and make people to trust God more. You are not. What are you considering, please? I'm shy. I'm shy. Selfishness. You are thinking about yourself. No wonder Jesus said, any one of you that want to be my disciple, he must first of all do what? Deny. Reject that word deny. We will deal with it more better maybe tomorrow. Deny himself. Reject himself. Say no to himself. When self is telling you, don't go out there. How can you go out? You know, tomorrow, you will go back again and say, God, do more for me. When he expects you to share what you have done. You know, some of you will say, if I go out now, it will look as if every day I am coming out. But has God not done it again? You are saying, I don't want it to be like every day. I am the one coming out, only me coming out to share testimony. Let other people share now. Do they have... You that God has given testimony, why are you thinking about uh, it will be somehow? You are not thinking about how you will be. You are not trying to follow God. You are, not, you are no longer under the control of the Spirit. You are calculating. Uh, I came out last three weeks and shared. Last two weeks, I, let other people share, please. Uh, 
Is it the Holy Spirit that is educating you or self? When God said to Adam, <laughs> Have you, who told you that you are naked? Have you eaten the fruit I asked you not to eat? What was his answer? Did he apologize for disobeying God? Did he? What did he do? He started blaming God. He said, the woman you gave, you gave to be with me. First of all, look at his language first. The woman you gave to be with me. That is my roommate. Is that the way he, he addressed the woman in Genesis chapter 2 when he saw her the first time? How did he address, address the woman? He said, this is the bone of my and the flesh of my and she shall be called a womb man. Because she's exactly like me. She's my helper. Now, self has made Adam to see if his wife from a different angle. Have you seen people on the day of their wedding, they are dancing, they are, you know, feeding themselves, all those things that people do. And then after some weeks and months, you see the same two people quarreling. You are Satan. Another one says, you saw that I'm Satan, you married Satan. You have married Satan. No? The woman that you, you gave to be with me. So, have you eaten the fruit? He didn't even say, I have eaten or I have not eaten. What he said is, you are the one that caused it. Because all the while when you didn't give me this woman, did I eat? But from the time you gave me this woman, the woman has made me to eat it. He shifted the blame to God and to the woman. In other words, I am innocent in this matter. You and the woman should go and settle. Let me ask you a question. Have you seen a situation where you, a younger person, did what is wrong and you are trying to correct him or her and he is trying to tell you that what I didn't do anything that is wrong. But by every judgment of the matter, what he did or she did is wrong. Every woman being that sees and hears it knows. You even know. But as you are trying to, you see the person, he will, not, he will not even want to, you know, how do you feel? Let me ask, has anybody have that kind of uh, experience before? Raise your hand. How do you feel? <laughs> you feel very bad. Eh? You feel very bad. You did what is wrong. Instead of you to say, I am sorry. You are claiming innocence and shifting the blame on God and on the woman. That is what self does. 
is a character. Why are we looking at these things? Because you can never be a vessel of revival or for revival if these things are still manifesting in your life. No, it cannot happen. You shift blame when things go well, uh, go, go wrong. Eh? You transfer the blame to another person. But when things go right, you will come out to take the glory. We are the one that did it just to let you know eh, that we are the one that did the first meeting before the thing now started. Because the thing has succeeded. And if you will remember the first son of Adam, do you remember the name of the first son of Adam? What is his name? If you will remember how he killed his brother, Abel, in Genesis chapter 4, I want us to read it. Genesis chapter 4. They started with offering sacrifices to God. Um, you know the story of the sacrifice. So let's read from verse maybe 3. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the first fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the first fruit of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? Why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Verse 8. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I thy bro my brother's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou caused from the earth, which has opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shall thou be in the earth. What did Cain say in verse 13? And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. This is another case of self-manifesting. Now, let me ask. Where did Cain learn how to kill? A man. Has anybody killed a man before him and he studied the principles and practice of human killing. Has anybody done that before? How did he got to know what to do and his brother will die? Who taught him that? How 
did the whole issue rose up? They decided to sacrifice. In fact, the first person that sacrificed was um, Ken. He brought out his product from the farm and gave to God. And when he gave to God, the Bible said God did not accept. Some people think that whatever you give to God, he will accept. No. He rejected Ken and his offering. Two things. Ken was rejected. His offering was rejected. Then Abel brought his own and offered. And God accepted Abel and his offering. And then Ken became jealous of Abel. The self in Cain begin to manifest. Do you remember Galatians chapter 5, 19 to 21? That envy and jealousy is one of the works of the flesh. Do you remember? Cain became jealous, envious of Abel. Why? Did Abel do anything to Cain? Did he slap him? Did he take his property? What evil did Abel do now? Because he seems to be more successful than him. That is jealousy. That is envy. Eh? When did he start? That he's just making noise around and he looks as if I know when he started. But you yourself, you have tried to succeed. You couldn't succeed. And somebody begin to succeed. Envy and jealousy will not allow you to appreciate the success. Sometimes it will lead to not killing with, you know, knife. Killing with mouth. You see a minister rubbishing another man's ministry. And if you check well, it is envy and jealousy. You see a pastor trying to stop his members by all means from attending discipleship, from attending programs from other places. If the sheep are well fed, will they look for pasture? Something is wrong. So that's why they are hungry and they are looking for where they will be, get, be fed. And then you become jealous. Jealousy is not something that I will start teaching from here. At one time or the other, all of us here has become envious or jealous of one another. Whether your brother, blood brother, or people, your classmates, am I saying the truth? At one time or the other. And when you shake why you are envious or jealous, it is because this person is succeeding more than you. But Cain's own was serious. The Bible says he was wrought. Abel was innocent. He didn't even know what was going on. And he said to him, let us go to the farm. Remember that Abel is a sheep keeper. Now look at the problem. It was not the day they offered sacrifices to God that Cain killed Abel. I hope you know. I hope you know. The envy and jealousy translated to hatred and anger and wrath. Each time Ken will see Abel coming out of his room, 
he will become very angry. Eh? Why, why is it that it's only you that God accepted? In his heart, Abel did not know what is going on. He will greet him. Ken, good morning, sir. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. In his heart, he's boiling. For what? Even God spoke to Ken after the sacrifice and said, if you have done well, why are you angry? I would have also accepted you. I'm not partial. It's because you are not doing well. Your life is not correct. I can't change my standard because of you. If you do well, I will accept you. Like your brother, I have accepted him because he is doing well. And he even warned him and said, watch, sin is, you know, coming close to your door. And it's going to master you if you don't watch. And he was nurturing that hatred. As time goes on, he's becoming more angry with Cain, with um, Abel. The thing is growing, increasing. Let me ask, have you ever, have you ever imagined what will make a human being to get poison and put for another human being to eat and physically die? Have you ever wondered what kind of heart is this? Do you know that it didn't stop with Cain and Abel? That even till today, brothers, sisters from the same parents are still killing each other. Do you know? And before you say to Fiawa, you may not physically kill, but when you start criticizing, when you start condemning, and judging and despising instead of you to appreciate the grace of God in a man's life you will become angry you yourself you are gifted so why, why where are you when this person begins to use his gift to come up to this point that you are now sitting down there and you are not appreciating you are rather envious and jealous Ken said to Abel, let us go to the farm. Please, can you visit me in my farm today? A friendly visit, at least for you to see how my crops are growing. Abel is a shepherd, isn't it? Abel doesn't have a farm. So Ken must have pleaded with him to escort him to his what? Farm. And when he was pleading with him to escort him to his farm, did Abel had any slightest knowledge that Cain was planning something against him that day? Self is wicked. You have something going on in your heart. You are still laughing with that sister, with that brother, but you have a wicked plan, a wicked thought against that person. That's what we see among believers. You laugh. You share grace. You sing the disciples' song. But within you, you are not happy with this person. Ken was saying, please let's go to my farm. 
at least my crop, three months old corn, is about to start producing. And Abel was thinking that he's going with his brother. Having a plan in your heart that is different from what your countenance, your expression, your actions are showing. Quite different. You say one thing, but you do another. You show another. The anger of Ken towards Abel became manifest the period he rose up against him. The Bible says he rose up against him and slew him. How do you understand that? He rose up against him and slew him. Who knows the strategy, the plans he has perfected before that time? Against Abel. Jealousy translated to hatred. Hatred moved to anger. There can never be any killing without anger. And I want us to study anger a bit before we move. Turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter um, 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Are you there? Look at verse 26 and 27. Are you there? This one you are not answering. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your rot neither give place to the devil let's try to understand it together with verse that one let let's read together want to go let all bitterness and rot and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with what? All malice. How many anger should be put away from you? All manner of anger. All manner of wrath. All manner of... Ma so, is there no confusion here? We are... A verse says, be angry. But just be careful so that you will not sin by the anger. 
And another one said very close after three or four verses. Now said, let all anger. If all anger be put away from you, which anger will you use to be angry in the in the other one? Are you getting what I'm talking about? There are two kinds of anger. How many kinds of anger? Two. And one is correct. The other one is wrong. Why is is correct and wrong? Because one is coming from God. Why the other one is coming from self? Are you following me? I want to read a verse before I finish the explanation. James chapter 1 verse 19. James chapter 1 verse 19. Are you there? Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to rot, that's slow to anger. Verse 20. For the rot of man walketh not the righteousness of God. Let me hear that verse 20 from uh, maybe NIV or good news, any other version. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So we have two kinds of anger. Human anger. Anger from human nature. And what? And what again? Divine anger. What is divine anger? There is a man in Numbers 25 called Phinehas, the son of Eliezer. When the children of Israel began to commit immorality with the daughters of Moab, to the extent that one Cosby brought a lady into the camp, God was still saying to Moses, look at what your people are doing, I will punish them before their eyes. This, you know, reckless, careless young man Carried a lady past the elders, went into the tent and began to commit fornication with that lady. Phinehas saw what was going on. He became very angry. To the extent that he, he took javelin and went to where they, both of them were committing fornication and used all his strength to pierce both of them with the javelin them on the ground and they died there. Two persons died by one javelin. And the Bible says God spoke from heaven and said to Moses, Phinehas, the son of Eliezer, has pleased me. I'm happy for his anger and for his killing. I said, do not kill. I said so. But I like this kind of killing. I like this. And for that reason, I will make a covenant of peace with him that throughout his generation, he will not lack a man that will stand before me. Because he was angry for my sake. Go and read that scripture very well. He was angry for my sake. 
It was where people were speaking against God and anger rose up and he stood up and said, enough of this. You people should not defile the name of my God here. Angry for God's sake. We call it divine anger. The human anger is when you are angry because even though this person greeted you, but he didn't. Even though this person greeted you, but he didn't greet you well. I'm not saying that he did not greet me. But why will he greet me like that? Eh? Is he not seeing his mates bowing down while they are greeting? And he came and stood up and greeted. And as a result of that, you became angry. That anger is coming from self. You are angry because somebody took you for granted. Somebody took away your rights, denied you your rights. Somebody shouted on you instead of talking to you in a gentle way. Somebody correcting you in the presence of people instead of calling you out and respectfully, you know, pointing out few areas where you didn't get it well. He just openly blasted your fault before people. And as a result of that, you get angry. That anger has no relationship with God. It's all about you, your ego, your status, yourself. It is self that is producing that anger in you. That is why the Bible says, the work of the flesh are manifest anger. Is somebody getting me at all? Anger. Check why you are angry. The reason behind the anger will show you whether the anger is the anger of man or the divine anger. You remember that Jesus entered the temple in John 2 and saw how they were buying and selling. And out of anger, he made a cord of a rapper and began to out of anger he was you need to know what happened there the man was very angry and the anger was showing in his face it was showing in his action he came to their table he overthrew the table he came to he pushed he he was beating the sheep say take away these things from here even the disciples were shocked they say ah we have been with this man for so many years now we have never seen him angry like this. You see, why they were thinking like that? They remembered what the Bible spoke about him. That the zeal of your house, of my father's house, has eaten me up. You say, wow. Now we can connect this action with passion for God. Was Jesus angry because they did not greet him? Was he angry because... The, a whole son of man entered and they are still selling. They didn't stop selling to pay, uh, what do you call it again? Is it one minute silence? Or... No! He was only angry because they are selling, defiling the temple of God. A place that is supposed to be a place of prayer has been turned to a marketplace and he was angry. If you can be angry because sinners are boldly committing sin against God and you move out to preach to them, that's a correct anger. And let me say, if, you, if I will go back to um, 
Ephesians chapter 4. The one that says be angry but do not sin. If you want to understand that verse that says be angry but do not sin, look at the next verse. The next verse said don't give place to the devil. For you to not give place to a stubborn person called devil, you need to fight the devil. And if you must fight a man, you must be angry. Did you get me? If you see two people that are fighting, they must be... Listen, in spiritual warfare, the first rule of victory is anger. How angry are you against this ancestral spirit that is troubling you? How angry are you against these powers that are holding your business down? That is the first rule of victory. Please pay attention here. You know, sometimes people criticize the weddings others use in spiritual warfare. Sometimes you hear people say, uh, some people are saying, die, die. And uh, Let me tell you, what people say, eh, most cases, why they are battling the devil, is not the matter. What makes them victorious over the devil is the anger in their spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you see the devil and they say, kak, 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 if you know, this person is very angry. Let me tell you, such anger is the only anger that drives away the devil. So, anger, divine anger is needed for spiritual warfare. It's needed to correct men that are going against God. So, we need anger as a virtue for kingdom establishment. We need anger as a virtue for spiritual warfare. That's divine anger. But we are not permitted to be angry because we are insulted. We are not permi- permitted to be angry because somebody looked down on us. Sometimes when I correct disciples eh, that are not doing well, I know some of them used to misunderstand me. I say, I don't have any interest. This thing I'm telling you, if you don't do it, it doesn't change me. If you do it, it is for your own good. Don't do it again. You know, if you don't talk well to the flesh of some people, they will never sit up. That's why you need anger as a virtue. To be able to correct things when things are going wrong. Are, are you getting what I'm talking about? And that's why he said, even if you are out of anger trying to correct a young disciple or try to correct a, a member, don't get too much angry. When you finish correcting, do what? Carry it away. Then you'll be able to use the real anger for pushing the devil away. Devil is such a stubborn fellow. Listen, please, are you listening? Let me teach you something I learned recently. You know, there is a law in Nigeria that if an armed robber or a kidnapper is gotten, he will be either killed or sentenced into uh, to maybe life imprisonment and all of that. Is, is there a law like that in Nigeria? Eh? I mean, but why is it that armed robbers are still operating? Kidnappers are still operating. Why? There is a law. But they are still operating. They are still operating because the executors of the law are not aggressive enough to pursue them and ensure that they are 
captured, destroyed, and other people will hear and they will stop. Are you getting it now? That's the problem we have with the devil. Have we, by the reason of the cross of Calvary, conquered Satan? Principalities and powers has been disarmed. That's good. That's true. This is judgment written. But executors of that judgment must be aggressive enough to say to the stubborn arm robbers, Oh my God, are you getting me? You need anger. Reserve your anger for the devil, not for men. When you are angry at men and you are quarreling and you are fighting with people, no matter what they did to you, that is the flesh. And when you become angry at people and you vent your anger on people, you will have no anger for the devil. You will lose in spiritual warfare. Ken became so angry. Flesh is a hard worker. First of all, he made Ken to live a bad life. And bad life made God to reject him. Then, the bad life and the rejection... The flesh used it. Do you remember the works of the flesh? So flesh is a, a worker and a hard worker indeed. He used that um, rejection and bad life to work out jealousy and envy. And from envy he worked out anger and wrath over time. And then from there he decided to use to produce cunningness with which he led Abel to the farm. And at farm he now produced murder. Mother of your only brother. Only brother on earth. Can you imagine how Abel knelt down and said, my brother, is that how you are going to kill me? He was begging and pleading with Ken, to, to Ken with tears. How hard is the heart of Ken that made Ken not to listen to the voice of his only brother. This one is not, let me go to my neighbor and play with the other children there and have. No. Some people that are only son are crying to have a brother. And these are the only two persons on the earth. Why can't you forgive? Even if your brother sinned against you. Why can't you forgive him? Why can't you forgive her? Self is terrible. How did Ken get God's self? He collected it from his father, Adam. That's how many of us, you notice that your mother is hot temper. You're also hot temper. Does it happen? Some of you, you notice that your grandfather is a talkative. You notice that you're also what? And you talk, talk, talk. You talk things. Offend people here and there. That is self. But today, someone must be delivered from self. Somebody must be li- li- this enemy. Look at how. <laughs> oh my God! Do you know that God came to Cain and said, "Where is Abel, your brother?" Cain, where is Abel, your brother? And Cain said, "Am I my brother's keeper?" There are two things in that answer. There is lying, and there is arrogance. I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Cain said he doesn't know the whereabouts of his brother Abel. My brothers and sisters, is that true or lie? 
self still produce lion in Cain. He knows the whereabouts of his brother. Instead of him to tell God, I killed him. Eh? It was you that caused me to kill him. Maybe you would have accused God like his father. You are rejected him and uh, accepted him. So I decided to kill him. Instead of him to accuse God like his father, he now became worse. I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? I beg, leave me alone. He was talking to God as if God is his what? Age mate. Or younger brother. No fear of God. This is what makes people to commit sin against God. Self puts away fear of God from people. It makes you feel... Is anybody watching us? You know, a woman said that a man in her place of work approached her for you know ungodly relationship and the woman said to him but you know that i am married and the man said and then what what what, what do you mean by that married for what what, what do you mean you are married and, and so what are you the only person that is married eh? no fear of god these are the people that are taking holy communion in the church band members Singing in the choir. Some of them are leaders of the choir. But, you know, full of sin. Am I my brother's keeper? He became arrogant to God. Proverbs 6 verse 16. You know what he said? He said, by mercy and truth, sins, iniquity are forgiven. But by the fear of God, men depart from sin. Why did Cain kill Abel? After God's warning. You remember God warned him? No fear of God. These people that are living in sin, and at the same time, some of them are wearing you know, cloth as pastors and priests. But they are adulterers. You know, there was a story I had. Look at, listen to this story. A man of God, well known, died. And during the funeral or burial service, the officiating minister, after preaching and said, uh, we want to pray for the family of our dear pastor, and man of God, the family was seated down, the wife and the children, in the front seat. And they came up for prayers. Suddenly, as they were coming up, another woman with her own children walked up and also excused the mic. And they gave her a mic. And she said, I am also a wife. To the man of God. These are the children. All of you look at these children. Do they not resemble the man? And they notice that the children of the, the second hidden wife resemble the man more than the children of the no wife. And the service ended. 
they have to pause the service to settle the matter first. A lady widow that I was ministering to some time ago, <laughs> she said to me, the husband is a pastor, she is a pastor. And now that the husband is dead, she said that the, the leader wanted, that's after the whole burial has gone and the, so he said the leader wanted to give her a church to pastor. But under a condition. What is the condition? To have sex with her. And she told me something, she said, that is not just about that one. Many people, Christians, will want to help her and promise her, I will help you, take care of the children, do this, do that, and fix the date the help will start. When they are about to start the help, they will demand sex. Christians. No fear of God. Some people will finish committing fornication and they will come up and take up mic and to lead in praises and worship. Somebody shout hallelujah! Tell them it's time to dance unto the Lord like David danced. From the bed of fornication. Some of them are homosexuals. No fear of God. That was the spirit of Cain. So arrogant. Am I my brother's keeper? I don't know. And then you come to lying. You come to lying. He told lie. How can Cain say that he doesn't know the whereabouts of his brother? How can he say that? Excuse me, how? Why do people tell lies? Why do people tell half, fru- half truth? You know what they call half truth? Eh? You are going out to three places and you know that if you tell your parents the whole truth that you are going to three places that they will be very angry and tell you not to go. You decided to tell them the one they will like. Half truth. Maybe you want to visit a boy that they have warned you not to be in relationship with again before going to fellowship. And then you now tell your parents, eh, I want to go to fellowship. Fair what? But you know you are going to visit a boy before the fellowship. That's half truth. Half truth is a lie. Insincerity. Hypocrisy. You have something in your heart. And you are expressing a different thing. Why did Ken tell lie? Because lying is one of the works of the flesh. Are you still telling lies? Eh? And there are so many, many ways believers tell lies. False impression. You make impression on people that are false. You show something about your life. Eh? 
and people will think that this is your life. They will know that this is not your life. For example, when you pray in the public, you pray, 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 but the truth is that everybody will think that you are a prayer warrior. But personally, you don't even pray. Eh? You don't even pray well. But people are already having a notion about you. That's false impression. I was telling a lady who said to me, I don't want to tell my husband that I have a problem that will make me not to have a child. I said, but you should tell him the truth so that he will know and maybe God can have mercy on both of you. You know, if such a person is asking God to do miracle. Can God do miracle for her under a lie? No, no. If she sees anything miracle, that must be coming from the devil. It can't be from God. We know God too well not to do that. Eh? You cover a problem. Some people during courtship, when they are in courtship, they may have problem of impotence. Or problem of, there's one they call ovariances or what? Am I correct? Some of you don't know. Medical people, they know. That will not allow you to have a baby. Or maybe the womb has problem. Or one thing or you know about it. And you are just saying, well, um, if I tell him or her now, he will not marry me again. Let me be sure that we are finished wedding. Lying everywhere. Liars everywhere. Even in the church. Why will you be a liar when you can say the truth and be free? You keep covering things up. There are things you have never told your husband. Eh? You say, if I tell him now, I, I know that he will react. Eh? So, why will you now tell him a lie? The devil has one work he does on the earth. The Bible called the devil the deceiver of the whole world. So when you begin to deceive people, you have a link with him. It's the same flesh, the nature of the devil that is producing that lie. So we saw in Adam, series of manifestation of self, and we saw in Cain many more coming up. Why are we studying these people? Not to make a mockery of them, but for us to see our own life and be able to know, am I free from self? If I am not free from self, then God will help me in this retreat. Rise on your feet. And pray. Rise on your feet and pray. What ways 
In what ways have self been coming up, manifesting through your life? Do you tell lies? Do you have one thing in your mind that you are expressing another? Do you lie with your phone? Eh? You, you deliberately refuse to pick the call. But later you tell the person that it was because you are busy. You are not busy. It's not true. You don't want to pick the call at that time. It's not because you are busy. You are not busy. It's a lie. Stop it. It's the work of the flesh. Will you pray and say to God again, deliver me from the flesh. Deliver me from the activities of self. I don't want to be a victim, even as a leader. Let my life be made free. God warned Ken and he ignored the warning of God. He was hardened in his heart. He was hardened and he went ahead and still do what God warned him not to do. How many of us are like that? The things God commanded you not to do, warned you, your, your spirit, your conscience warned you. Don't do it. This relationship is going somehow. Cut it off. You continued. Sin is close to you. Cut off this sinful relationship. You continued. That is self at work. A hardened heart of care that led him to murder his only brother. Is it you? Pray and ask God to deliver you from self. Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website www.calvaryonline.org For testimonies, counseling and prayers, you can send an email to calvaryrevivalibos at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999 You could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Revival Lagos. <laughs>